What's up, everybody? It's Chris Young. You're listening to The Quad. We got Ryan from Miami. How's everybody doing? Haley the Bear. Hello. And producer Josh. Hello. Very very excited to be back with you guys for yet another week of The Quad podcast. And I know we've said this ad nauseum in the past couple weeks, but thank you guys for listening in. We always have way too much fun doing this. And I don't actually have anything else to really reiterate at the top of this thing. Let's just jump right into sports. Let's go to sports. Sports. All right. I got to talk about the NBA because I know this gets you fired up. Before we get to that, though, I do have to say uh, my sister is pissed. Where were you, Dot? About the hot take and the fact that I... I you. If you guys did not listen to last week, right at the end for the hot take, it was... uh, Michael Jordan the boys against versus me. LeBron. I was against myself. Okay, wait, time out. First of all, that's not true. It is. You weren't really for me, so how are you really going to fight for me? I, uh, Chris the defended, whole time. I Chris defended, defended your position. MJ the whole time. No, if you're no. not for me, you're against me. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to change last minute your argument. And I even didn't, though... You didn't have to. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> no, I did but it just as again, like right before still, the outro went off. Still, all in all... That was never your original intake. So there's still that little piece that's holding you back from truly helping. I got screwed. (laughs) Look, the the people voted on your behalf. They are there on your side. Yeah, but you know what? I love the people, but I wanted to win against you boys. And that... Dot! (laughs) You did need my sister, but she was was very, very mad at me. Did you just scream in the bear... Like, noise, <laughs> Dot. Yeah. Yep, she I did. needed her. She did. You did need her. And did Dot it, have any points that she wanted to bring up? Is oh, there... Dot, Dot was mad. She was like, look, I have stats and I have, like, heavy, heavy opinion. I was ready to go. I didn't realize that was the one that you guys were doing that week. You did not tell me about it. And then at the end, and she was talking, you know, obviously we're on the phone. So I was far enough away where she couldn't punch me. But (laughs) she was like, then right at the end, you swap and say LeBron. Right before it goes to the outro, she goes, I am pissed. So she's very mad. Should we bring her on for a part two? You know what? Here's the thing. I want to bring Dot on to debate something. I don't know if it's that because we've already done that. We've already done that. Can subject. she be on my side though for this debate? It depends. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. I just you you don't want her on your side of the room if she's on the other side of the argument. I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Could she be on my side? <laughs> we will uh, we will figure that out. But Dot, I love you. And uh, NBA talk. I need to get y'all's opinion on this. This stuff's getting crazy about the NBA players. There's this huge undercurrent right now, and a lot of people are not putting their name to it. Obviously, Kyrie Irving has come out and said uh, that he doesn't want players to come back with the proposed parameters for the season, and he thinks that other players should sit out this season. And then this that I just found yesterday, actually, from Enos Cantor. Have you, have you seen this? I haven't seen the Cantor one. So, and granted, it says in the article, and this is uh, through Yahoo, actually, but it says, keep in mind, this is the secondhand at best account. It's also an attention-grabbing claim from someone who loves grabbing attention, so have a little bit of skepticism. But Enos Cantor says, I have so many friends on different teams, right? I was actually talking to one of my friends, and he said, I'm not going to tell who or which team, but he said, there's so many guys on our team that they're not going to play. They're actually in the Eastern Conference. They're in a playoff spot. 
and they're superstars. If I told you who it is, you'd go crazy. I just can't say. But he said, they say they're not going to play. Until they find a vaccine or a cure, they're not going to play. Well, that's interesting. Uh, right? There's a, there's a lot of players, actually. Because remember, as the, the owners and the players union voted on this, there's actually a clause where players are not mandated to come back and play. They actually have the option of whether or not they want to play in Orlando. And there is a discussion of whether or not replacement players would then be used on those playoff teams uh, in Orlando. So I get it, man. There's some guys that are like, I'm not down with putting anybody at risk and I don't want to do it. Okay. I'll tell you this right now. If, if there are replacement players on these teams, it is an asterisk for this season. Well, yeah, without question, without question. Why don't we discuss that? Was it last week when we were talking about if it's not one of these three teams? I'd seen an article that said that, but no joke. If there are teams that are not the original teams, (laughs) I, especially if it's superstars, with him intimating that, it sounds like these are people that would be on the starting squad of the all-star team. Right. I I don't see how you even do it at that point. Do, Do you, Josh? It, this is tricky. This is this is unprecedented times. I think the fix, if they want to do that, you have G League players that are affiliated with your teams. You can call people up. If people want to sit out, you can put together a 12-man roster that'll work. But I do agree. I don't think that there's a scenario in which we should have replacement players. There's not a scenario in which like Kevin Love ends up on a playoff team in these last couple of games because Cleveland's already out. Like That doesn't make any sense to me. Come on, you don't want to see Shane Falco, you know, suit up as the point guard for one of these teams? That's true. If we do replacements, this will make a great uh, sports movie. Well, all I'm picturing right now is Space Jam and all the cartoons coming in to replace all the players. That's all I could picture is like Granny and Just all them. Just starting so- five, Bugs Bunny, <laughs> Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson. I'd, I'd tune into that. I mean, I'd, I definitely want to watch Bugs Bunny. But that also has a really bold statement and like nothing's guaranteed right now. Like what is, what are they going to do if they don't come with up with the vaccine? That's a very bold statement to make. Well, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. That's, that's not going to happen. There is no vaccine right now that that's not what's being discussed. That's there, not anything be by, that's being by discussed. The end of July, not no, even close. there's no way. So it, it is, you know, from that angle, I totally understand and, and respect and, and understand that it's safety first and, I do understand that part of it. But as far as, uh, you know, why was this not brought up before is my question. Why is like just everybody agreed to terms? And my guess would be that it was brought up to the players association and they kind of shot it down, just said, hey, we're going to try to play. Most of us want to play. We're talking LeBron, Chris Paul, like the people that are kind of in charge on the player side um, probably all want to play right now. So. All right, but that would be your all-stars. So if all of your all-stars play and you bring people up from the G League, I don't think anybody's surprised. But from the way that statement sounds, and again, that's one person's statement and they're not naming names. That sounds like a lot of smoke right now. I don't know. I just, if you're not going to stand up and and name yourself, like it just feels like you're kind of like, yeah, my friend said uh, he would sit out with me too. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's holding out to the last minute to see. If you can what get enough you, people yeah. to not be yeah. alone with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you've, you've voiced your opinion. So you're, you could be on either side. You can go either I way. mean, and, and, and think about this too. Like they're living in a bubble, like they're living in a bubble in Orlando. Like you are secluded from really doing anything else. Like right now the players are free to kind of live in their own worlds, 
But then if you're all in Orlando, you're basically, it's like you're in boot camp, but all stuck together um, and can't, can't leave. Have you seen Bubble Boy? He looked like he had fun. <laughs> I, think, I think the bigger point is as stuff is opening up, um, unless you are on complete lockdown, like you're already opening yourself up to the elements and to individuals, even if you go and get groceries. So this would, in a lot of ways, probably be a safer version of it than just existing without the league turning so, back on. But do you think that's that's part of the thing is they're being asked to give up everyday life, being around their families, not being able to be around anyone else for a three-month period, two-month period. But they already do that in sports for the most part anyway. They're already gone. For the tra- most part, but that's... Correct me if I'm wrong, but they said that there's a time period where they'll be without their family, but there is a point where their family can decide to come to the bubble. It, and stay with them. It's pre-approved. You get so many slots per player and you kind of have to like everyone's in at once or not. Like the, it's really just like you're either in for the three months or you're not. I mean, I know we've we've all seen some crazy stuff. That's just so wild to even try to wrap your head around that. I, I don't I don't know where my opinion falls on it. I mean, it, it's not me being asked the question. So that would be very easy for us to, you know, posture up and say they should all play because we want to see sports um i i just i think it's going to be really interesting because this is one of the leagues that i thought like it's it's a lock like yeah. it's happening they everybody it already agreed it's been the most like pushing adamant side of people coming back to sports like this is going to happen but then all of a sudden someone's saying that yeah it seemed like they had every every angle covered and now all of a sudden in the final hour we're getting this like hail mary of well maybe we're going to sit out it's tough for me to wrap my mind around all-star level players that are playoff bound to not want to finish the season in a very safe and structured sort of way. These dudes were, have been playing basketball their whole lives. Like you want to take a shot at on a neutral court to go win a championship. It just feels like a no brainer, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's all, uh, all kind of wild, which is what we expected. We expected this to be like, very interesting as people continue to try and unpack and decide on what the rules are going to be to keep everyone safe and also be able to have all of this. It's it's not the same thing as, you know, a UFC where there is, you know, there's no fighters union. There's right. no union. There, there's individual guys. It doesn't take a team of guys. It's not guys playing through a playoff system. You know, they, they rank them. They fight. That's it. it and it's just kind of over and done with. This is a different thing entirely. So trying to navigate this is incredibly complex. But I just it almost feels like they took a step back. If that's still believed to be true, and then also on top of the Kyrie Irving thing, I mean, right? You're you're kind of throwing your hands up. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Kyrie's been very vocal too about taking a stance, basically, and sitting out the season, basically, to boycott police brutality and you know racial injustice in our society. And a lot of the players are like, wait a minute one of the best things about this is we can use our platform for good. Why would you want us to not be on that platform, you know, and, and basically perform. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I've had my feelings on Kyrie are, um, you know, kind of biased in a sense. I mean, I feel like Kyrie wants to be this leader that he's never going to be. He's never going to be Chris Paul. He's never going to be LeBron James. He doesn't, he think the world is flat. Isn't Kyrie the guy who said oh the world my. is flat? Yes, he does. Yeah. So I think he walked Kyrie, that back to be fair. I think he walked that back. He was serious when he said that he said the world was flat and he was like standing behind that. 
So I think Kyrie's this guy who like wants to be viewed as like the guy and sorry, man, not going to be. So you guys know we did have live sports this weekend, right? Yeah. UFC. No, 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 no. We had golf this weekend. Yeah. Golf is back, baby. It is back. It is. Who won? By the way, who won this? Um, I forget. But <laughs> it was yes! it was some it was some dude. But let me Riveting. say this: it was some dude. Let, I, see, here's, here's the thing: you guys have just kind of pooped all over any time that I brought up the UFC. I can tell you who won, what the fights were, what the matches were, how long they went, how amazing they were, who the champ is in different divisions. Because Daniel of some of these Berger, fights. you Daniel are sitting Berger. there. Going, <laughs> you just looked that up while I was yes, talking I about this. But here, this is what this is what came to my mind. So I started looking at the leaderboard, right? And this was a pretty, pretty good leaderboard. I mean, yeah, Jordan Spieth in here, but this is what, this is what I thought about. There's a guy on the PGA tour. His name is Xander Shuffle. Is there no better name in sports than Xander Shuffle? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I started thinking about it, like the most perfect names for the sport you play. Xander Shuffle is definitely a golfer. Like Kimbo Slice is definitely an MMA fighter, you know? Or Prince Fielder is definitely a baseball player. Yeah, but Prince Fielder wasn't exactly known for his fielding capabilities either. You get the point. <laughs> like there are names that just fit into Johnny the sport Unitas. they play in. Johnny United. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. one. I like yeah. that. That's what, a good one. Ryan, what would my name fit in for a sport? <laughs> Well, you just put him. You just put him in a horrible position because anything he says is either going to sound like he's being disingenuous, or it's going to sound like he's only trying to fit your name in somewhere. <laughs> I mean, come on. Nope, don't do it, Ryan. Don't don't respond. Do it, just do walk, it, away. Do walk away. Walk away. Walk away from that. Do I'm uh, I, I I'm going to use my Fifth Amendment right <laughs> to uh, accuse myself from this hey, conversation. What, what sports have you played? Haley? Uh, growing up, I did track, track. Flag, football. Sounds like a track name to me. Uh, yep. Yeah, I like track. Wait a minute. Sounds like yep. a track name. Four by one yep. relay. Let's go. Definitely. <laughs> Boom. I did do that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Okay, and I hate to, to harp on this, but I'm going to go uh, to one more. I, I don't think baseball is going to happen. I don't think it's going to mm. happen. I'm not sure, but I don't think so either. They're definitely being little stubborn bunnies over there. As, as much as we're seeing, like some stories come about the NBA. Like I, there has been zero progression in any sort of agreement in the next step for them actually uh, to cut games. Right. Isn't that the next step for baseball? Well, like both sides are kind of at an, at an impasse of like what they want. Like players want to be fully compensated and don't want to lose games. Owners want to lose games and lose compensation. Like it's so weird. And in the end, no one wins here. Like, we don't get to have baseball. Fans don't get to enjoy it. Owners don't make money. Players don't make money. Like, how do they not see that coming to common ground is the best way to fix this? Not to literally say, no, I'm right, and I'm going to walk away from the table. It and just, this it, year, it infuriates me. This season was supposed to be the revenge tour on the Houston Astros, where it we were was. just throwing at them all every game. There's like a, a couple of counts that exist only to remind people that the Astros did that. 
Yep. This They're like, is, we will not forget. <laughs> if anything, this is the best case scenario for the Astros. Like, they're like, yeah, no, we don't oh, need to play. Absolutely. We don't need to play this year. Like, people will forget about us by the time the following year comes around. It's just, it's the best case scenario for them. Worst case scenario for all of us who like to watch baseball. For sure. And I, you know it's, what? Who's, who's like in that weird window where like they've got one or two more years to win and that's kind of it. Like the Dodgers, for example. The Dodgers the are Dodgers for sure in that window. so much money. And well, and actually, that was the one that was off the top of my head. I was just going to see what you guys would say, only because Jeff Johnson, who's my tour photographer, videographer, has shot some of my videos. We work together on a lot of different stuff. If you ever see anything of me that's being filmed, it's probably Jeff. Uh, big shout out to him. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers he, just he's traded. A huge Dodgers fan. Yeah, so, they just traded for Mookie Betts, and like they were going to go all in on one more season and really try to do this, and now nothing. I didn't yeah, ask I definitely him. Have to say Dodgers. I, I didn't ask him the other day, but I bet he's panicking a little bit. Like anybody that's a Dodgers fan is like, dang. They so. haven't they been to the World Series back to back years and lost? Like they have come so close in the last four or five years and just okay. But did they lose to a team that was cheating? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Cheaters. Uh, <laughs> They will always be cheaters, season or not. The Astros are cheaters. It's true. And yeah, it's, man, wait, wait to get up there on that soapbox with that really hot it's take. It's a hot take. It is not speaking a hot of take. Which, speaking <laughs> of which, I'm really excited for the McGuire Sosa Long Gone Summer docu- uh, documentary on ESPN. If you got, if, for baseball fans out there, the summer of 98, the home run race between McGuire and Sosa, both of which, by the way, were cheating, speaking of which, uh, I'm excited for that because that was I, I fell in love with baseball. <laughs> well, Seeing those two guys, it falls out of the park. I know this is controversial, but I would just as soon have all baseball players on HGH and knocking 50 home runs a season. Like it was just <laughs> that 98 season was so much fun, and it really brought a sense of life back to baseball that wasn't there previously. Wasn't, wasn't that the the chicks dig the long ball? Yeah. The the hashtag or well I guess they would hashtags didn't exist. There was no that hashtag point. back then, buddy. <laughs> that was still. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm reverse showing my age. I guess would have, would have been the hashtag back yeah. then though. on the Facebook. I mean, I had another year of life uh, since we recorded the last podcast. Technically, oh yeah. By the way, buddy, how, we're passed. like we're like 15 minutes into this. Happy birthday! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. But yeah, chicks dig the long ball. That yeah, was, chicks that was dig the long ball. All right. I was just making sure I wasn't just totally speaking out of turn, and then I all used right, a wait, hashtag wait, wait. where one I, doesn't go, and I just messed it all up. I have up. to I'm ask, sorry. though, were you Team McGuire or Team Sosa? Team Sosa. Man, I don't remember because I, like, I've never really been into baseball, but if you put me on the spot, I think I was McGuire. I know who, but Barry, you I were think, Sosa. Obviously. I was Sosa, yeah. yeah. of course you were. <laughs> like, Sammy Sosa's little, like, jump after he hits a home run at the plate, the little skip. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everybody, like, when they were younger was, like, emulating that. They hit a long ball, you know? I'm plus, Team Sosa. Plus, like, the, hit hand, a long the ball. hand movement from, like, the lips to his heart and then pointing to the sky thing that he did. That was, like, no, that was definitely That was definitely really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's one of those little moves. It's, that's just as identifiable as you know, LeBron walking over and chalking his hands up before the game, yeah, or or the Jordan tongue, or there's yes, just like these very absolutely. signature things. Absolutely, he definitely had more of a signature on it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Let's go to movies. Movies. Doing another throwback this week, mainly because I think the only thing that came out. There's two movies that came out. One was Artemis Fowl, which. 
I heard is just an unmitigated disaster of a movie. I'll watch it at some point just because... I almost watched it today. I, everything that I've seen on it just says how bad it is. And Eek. it's like parents saying, we watched this with our kids. It was terrible. Eek. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying that. I've just... I, that's all I've seen. It's not a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but you know, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, I'll watch that at some point. Also, the other thing was the... King of Staten Island oh, is that the name last of it? King of Staten Island or something like that? Yeah. What's what's his name? Pete Pete uh, Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah, it's yeah. a Judd, Judd Apatow movie. And I heard it's just kind of okay, and it's it's more serious than all the other Apatow movies. Right. It's funny, but it's like somber funny. I, I'll probably watch both of those, but neither one of them really just jumped out to me. So I went back kind of into my history of favorite movies, especially because it was my birthday weekend, and I was like, I want to do something that's just going to be fun. I can just kind of kick back and, and remind myself how good this movie was. And man, if you have not seen The Martian... So good. I don't know what you've been doing with your life, but you need to sit down. It, you don't have to watch the three-hour one, which I discovered they have like an extra like director's cut that's like three hours long. You don't have to watch that one. Just watch the original. <laughs> Matt Damon, just applaud Matt you. Matt Damon. I, dude, I'm not kidding. My favorite thing he's ever done. Without question. Oh, uh, that's... My favorite yeah. thing. It, this is not up for debate, Ryan. It's not Ryan. Best. No, it's, favorite. it's an opinion. I didn't say hot take. I didn't say this is the best role he's ever been in. I said, for me, my favorite thing he's ever done is The Martian. And I love it because... For most of that book, if you've read the book, it's arguably there's more humor in the book than there is in the movie. But I think part of it is because it's the written word and instead of being turned into spoken, realized film. And so those carry different ways that you can have humor. But man, he is just so good at that part. And he's on his own for all of those shots. He's not around anybody else. It's just a shot of him. And for him to carry it and pull it off that way, it's incredible. Somebody goes, oh, what's it about? I was like, a Martian? <laughs> it's it's saying a lot <laughs> for any actor to be able to pull off a, a movie where it's mainly just them. Like, you're not working off other people. You're working on yourself, which is either a good thing or a bad thing. But to be able to pull it off for the audience view, it's hard, especially if you're you know, in space. So it just, he did so good. Is he in space? Or is he on a planet? It, mm. it, which is in space? Well, we're in space. We're in space. Yeah, what, how do you know the planet is in space? <laughs> um, how I, do you know what the planet is not flat? They, <laughs> they took up in a space ship, aka space ship. How did we know we didn't, never mind. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I I definitely a Martian. I often <laughs> use the Martian to prove that Matt Damon is better than Leo DiCaprio. <gasps> for this, for no, this, no, 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 for no. For this exact oh. reason. Matt Damon could do The Revenant and he would crush that. Leo could not have done The Martian. Uh, I would not uh, have wanted to watch Leo staring into a camera. I, I think we should give it a shot. I think we should give him a chance. Nope. Yep. Hard pass. But I also don't, I don't think Matt Damon could have pulled off The Revenant. Have you seen the Bourne movies? I don't think he could. It's different. Okay. Ryan, do you got an opinion here? <laughs> what do you think the score of The Martian was on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't 80, care. 88%. 87. 
I don't care. Like, again, this is not, and I think you're still hung up on I what I said asking. earlier, where you're trying to go to another Matt Damon movie and show where the, first of all, I am not going to Rotten Tomatoes for my critical acclaim of any movie ever, <laughs> period. Well, since you brought it up, according to our friends at Vulture.com, oh here are our God. top Matt Damon movies. I oh didn't bring God. it up. I also no did one not bring up Vulture.com. No one, literally I no mean, one. Ryan, You not said a other movies person. and Matt Damon, and I had happened to already be at that point. So here we go. According to Vulture.com, our top 10 Matt Damon movies. Go five. At number 10. Go five. Just go five. Five. At number five, <laughs> The Departed, which was such a good movie. Is that, that was, a Matt Damon movie, though? He's in the movie. There's a lot of them in it. Yeah. yeah you said, yeah. If, you, uh, if, if I ask you who is in The Departed, first two people you name. Leo, Leo and, and Jack. And Wahlberg and Jack. I put Leo and Jack first. All right, continue. And Matt Damon. Continue. Number five. <laughs> At number four, The Bourne Movies. Oh, 2007, 2016. All of them. At number three, The Martian. At number two, The Informant. And number one, no way. the top Matt Damon movie of all time, according to Vulture.com, is... How do you like them apples? The Talented Mr. Ripley. What? All right, go away. Not, not even, man. Nah. The Martian is Sorry, phenomenal. Did you just call me a vulture? No, I said sorry. He meant vulture.com. Vulture he didn't oh. mean you. Wow, I took offense to that. Yeah, I, I, I saw the look on your face. You were like, whoa. Josh has never insulted me like that. Oh, like, I wasn't talking to you. We need like an angry dolphin noise for the guy in Miami yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was like not even close to a dolphin. It's more so, like, I, I guess my, my thing is I absolutely, absolutely love that movie. And it's one of my favorites. If I was going to watch something for my birthday, it was going to be that, and I got a chance to do it. I also just want to say to my mom and my dad, who surprised me, totally got me for my birthday. They, I thought I was just going to dinner with just them, and they had a, a group of people that I, I thought I was going to one restaurant. I ended up going somewhere else because I rode in the car with them, and it was just absolutely amazing. So I love my mom and dad. They got one over on me. They know I don't like surprises, but they got me for my 35th birthday. So that was that was a lot of fun. Good job, Mama Becky. <laughs> Mama B. All right, let's go to music. Music. So I've been teasing so much new music, and I actually asked a question the other day on Instagram and I'm not 100% sure that this is the answer, but you guys are responding so well to the song, If That Ain't God. And it's just such an uplifting song and such a, a positive message song. And there's something about the very first line of the verse that really just drug me in the very first time I listened to the song and fell in love with it and, and knew that I wanted to record it. Uh, the, the three guys that are actually on this, Matt Roy, Graylin James, I want to make sure I say this correctly, too. Sorry for the edits. It's okay. Sunday Scaries. What now? You? Sunday Scaries. <laughs> you have them? How <laughs> oh, the edits, the Sunday Scaries. Oh, here we go. The three guys that are on the song, Matt Roy, Mitch Oglesby, and Graylin James, I, they they cut me in as a writer. I changed some stuff in the chorus and super, super grateful for them letting me be a small part of the song as a writer. But it, 
this is just an absolutely gorgeous song. I love it. I love the message of it. And you guys have overwhelmingly responded to it to the point that the label's seen it. So I don't know a hundred percent if I'm allowed to say that it's going to be the next single yet or not, but that's the one that I would pick. So I am super pumped that things are coming together and that some of this new music is getting noticed by you guys. Cause I, I can't count the number of mentions that I've had. And I know I've said this multiple times, but it, it, bears reiterating there are so many messages going when do we get new music when do we get new music and uh just when do we seeing, get new music <laughs> very when soon. do we get new music soon guys soon but oh, no. i i love that song and uh seeing other people respond to it just incredible so love you for that i'm gonna do what are you listening to and i'm actually gonna kick it off this week i normally oh. i kind of go around the room but i had someone turn me on to this and Luke Bryan obviously has a new album that's coming out, Born Here, Live Here, Die Here, and it has the new song One Margarita on it and so much other music that people have already heard and it's been teased, but this song just became available where people are starting to hear it. And I had one of my really good friends that's a writer tell me, you need to go listen to this song by Luke Bryan. It's called Build Me a Daddy. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> it's called what? And it is the most heart-wrenching, emotional turn that I have not heard written this way in the past. And I absolutely love it. It's, it's a bit of a sad song, but it's also kind of its, its own thing. So I'm just saying, don't do what I did the very first time somebody told me what the title was and go, huh? Just go listen to it. And it is incredible i love it it's called build me a daddy by luke bryan my buddy bryce who's over at the tracking room was there he was second engineer when they were recording it and he said everyone was like weeping in the control room listening back wow just absolutely a mess i haven't it's amazing. i haven't heard it yet but i've recently seen articles about the song i just haven't listened to it yet dang set a precedent <laughs> amazing man it's amazing i'm going the complete opposite so direction. I, I, well, I, well here's the thing i figured if i'm going to start talking about my song that i'm excited about that's like really uplifting i can give you this other song by somebody else that i also love for a completely different reason even though it's kind of a sad song and then i can let you guys just do whatever well, in, yeah, in the middle of those so let us dig left. out of the hole here we go <laughs> Well, I was driving around the other day with my windows down, uh, blaring some One Direction, and the song They Don't Know About Us popped up, and I forgot how much of a jam that song is, and it's super fun, so should go listen to it. I would take you as a One Direction fan. Oh, huge, huge One Direction. Like, anything boy band, very just, like, pop uh, lots of harmonies, big catchy chorus. That is what I'm about. So then, wait a minute. Were you? I, I, mean, I have to ask. Were you N Sync or Backstreet Boys? So, as a younger man, I was N Sync. <laughs> Not a younger boy. <laughs> when I was a younger just, man, he was my uh, yeah. N Sync was uh, my second concert ever. My first concert ever was Britney Spears, Kansas State Fair, 1998. No problem. <laughs> Um, but as I've gotten older, uh, I am I am team Backstreet Boys. I would never have guessed that Britney Spears was your first concert. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Right time, right place. State fairs. I miss you, state fairs. I miss you so I much. I miss you so much. <laughs> I'll see you soon. I really want some fried Oreos. <laughs> oh, I just, I miss people. And I know I really haven't said it a whole lot, but man, I I miss touring and it's, not coming back anytime soon, sadly. I know it's specific, I just, but I miss getting like the dirt from a state fair on you. 
Does that make sense? Wow. The, the dusty dirtiness of a state fair. That makes like total the boots sense. Boots are all nasty and yeah. dirty and, and dusty. I, I things sweaty. I never thought I would miss. I miss walking through the dirt from the bus to the back of a stage at a state fair to get up on stage and play it and have to like wipe them down the next morning yeah. because I walked through the dirt to get up there. It's a very specific thing, but it's like so emblematic of it. I miss it. I miss it so much. Oh. Okay. Uh, I just see, I'm just trying to bring now. everybody down. I think today, I don't know why <laughs> I'm just like sad song. I missed this boo. <laughs> Go ahead, Bear. What do you got this week? Uh, yeah, again, taking a hard left. Um, so <laughs> no one is surprised. <laughs> Actually, and I'm going, I played this song for Josh and I mentioned it to you the other day. There's a rock song that just came out that reminds me of if it, it reminds me of a song that would have came out in the mid 2000s. I don't want to call it like emo rock, but it's definitely there. Uh, I want to say uh, so I had a, it came across my music that I was playing. So when I look at the name, I'm like, it, how is that pronounced? According to Google, it's pronounced Jaden. It's J-X-D-N, but it's pronounced Jaden. And also reading into it, he's really big on TikTok. But this song is called Angels and Demons. And if you can picture a song that came out in the mid 2000s rock wise, that's what it is. And it just brings back like memories from back then, even though it had nothing to do with back then. But if you're if you're hitting your uh, rock button, I'd say go check this song out again. It's Angel and Demons by Jaden, but it's JXDN. Jixton. <laughs> Jixton. Right. And and again, uh, the chorus does have the F word in it, so I'm sorry. Shocker. <laughs> and it's on TikTok a lot. Uh, the guy is popular on TikTok. Shocking. So I never would have guessed. Shocking <laughs> that you gave us a song with uh, an expletive in it that uh, is not safe for work. But again, it. And she still didn't know what that meant. I didn't know the abbreviation for that. Okay, I'm sorry. But it's, you'll feel it. You feel your old 2000s vibe. All right. All right. All right. Rye, what do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm not retro. I'm going uh, a, a more upbeat, something that's got me jamming with the windows down, not one direction. Um, but it is. Jordan Davis is, uh, I talked about his new EP a few podcasts ago, but there's a song specifically on there uh, titled The Little Lime. And all of us, we love tequila in this group. And so that song, when it comes on, it's a big jam. And I, I love listening to that one. It's written well, and it's all about tequila. So uh, here can, we go. Can I correct you? I, I love margaritas. I don't love doing shots of tequila. But margaritas have tequila. Get out. As someone... Uh, sorry, I just got stepped on by the bear noise. As someone that is an ambassador for Tequila Comisario and their fine tequila... Our good friends, by the way. Yes, our good friends. Comisario. I cannot believe you just said that. I have seen you take shots of tequila. Uh, I have seen you buy shots of tequila for everyone. Also true. Uh, it's not my first choice of shot. Oh, it, it has been before. I I beg to differ. When I've when I've been on that level, <laughs> I feel like you're really trying to dig yourself out of this. <laughs> Ask anybody anytime tequila. Uh, mm, no, can I get Tito's? <laughs> but anyways. Well, if it's been a while, go listen to Tequila by Dan and Shay. That is <laughs> brought to you by Dan and Shay. <laughs> brought to you by my friends at Dan and Shay. <laughs> Shay Mooney, that'll be a hundred dollars. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go to the hot take. 
hot take. Oh, that was dead on. That was wow. really good. That was good. And you didn't even, you just cracked your neck Woo. and then you went for it. You didn't even like yeah. lean back, back or take a breath. I think we figured it out. You know, we just got to get it out of the way on Sunday night where we're recording this this week instead of Mondays. You yeah. know, you're, you're, you're better off with a full day. I got you. And the hot take noise by Josh Gleave is back. <laughs> Only me and Ryan know what I'm talking about. The Stugats is strong in me today. See why. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm taking this one over today. And I just, I don't want any comments until I drop the hammer. Okay. You got so it. silence. Regional fast food restaurant chain headquartered and based in San Antonio, Texas, that specializes in hamburgers. The company founded by Harmon Dobson and Paul Burton opened its first restaurant in Corpus Christi, Texas in 1950. Family owned by the Dobsons until 2019. The best fast food hamburger on the planet is Whataburger. Boom. Don't at me. (laughs) That is the best fast food hamburger on the planet, Whataburger, all of my people in Texas, anybody else that's ever had a Whataburger, whether you're from there or not, you know what's up. Come on. So you would, you're trying to tell me. So you're telling me. I'm telling you that the best fast food hamburger on the planet is a Whataburger. So you're going to rank that ahead of In-N-Out? Yes. What are we considering fast food, though? If like you, you can have go, to go through no, all right, stop time it. out, stop, stop it. Don't even go there. Don't no, try I'm to give asking. me this five guys is fast food. If it doesn't uh, have a drive through, if it doesn't guys, have a drive through, it's not fast food. Five guys agree. is fast casual. It's fast That's casual. Fast is it casual. Not? That means you have to add another descriptor is, to the word. Is Chipotle fast food? No. No. Does not have a drive through. There are subways with drive through. Subway, fast food. Boom. I feel defeated. You can quickly get that food. I don't determine that to be fast food. You're not going to drive around eating your Chipotle bowl. Oh, yeah, you, I am. Watch unless, me. Unless you want to get in a car accident. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I've think it's a good it, idea. I've done it, but I'm not proud of it. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> that seems unsafe at best. Well, so who else is in here? So Wendy's, Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. Is that just like Wendy's here's my is thing. in there? Hey, you, you throw them out. Let's do this in reverse for once. You sure. throw them out and I'll shoot them down and I'll tell you why I think this. Okay. okay. All right, Josh, go. Uh, Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. I think the Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is an amazing thing. It is absolutely amazing. I love eating one. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying that it is nowhere near the level of burger proficiency that the Whataburger with cheese is. It's just not. It's not that level of hamburger, and there's a reason why the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger has been on the $1 menu at Wendy's. In-N-Out Burger, the Double Double. I don't like the sauce that comes on an In-N-Out burger. I have to customize an In-N-Out burger when I eat it. The fact that I have to customize it means it does not rank above the Whataburger to me. That is my opinion. And if I was going to go with a number two, and it would be a very close number two, it would be the In-N-Out burger. I'm not saying that the In-N-Out burger is not great. I'm not saying I don't have love for it. I'm just saying if you're looking for the Whataburger stand, it's right over here. Backyard Burgers Bacon Cheddar Burger. Not a Backyard Burgers fan. I just feel like it's it's forced into trying to be different for the sake of... It is. We're going to add smoke to it, and that's They're the, they're the first ones to be like, we're going to put avocado on it because we're trying to gain yeah. your business. Yeah. I'll give you two chains that are, that are like under the radar, but I think can compete. Maybe not what a burger level for you, but can compete. One is Cookout. 
I knew you were going to say that. It's right down, the, right down the road from you guys. Absolutely not. No, no, no Okay. Way. All right. Number two, Culver's. Have you ever had the butter the, burger from Culver's? Can I tell you something, though? For me, what is the very first thing that you think of when you think of Culver's? It's not a burger to it's me. It's the frozen custard. Mm-hmm. But their burger is real good. Their burger their is real good. great. Burger is real good, but real good isn't my favorite. Bear, you got an opinion on this? You've been awfully quiet, which is really weird. In the last five years, I've eaten two fast food burgers. <laughs> in and out in White Castle. <laughs> so, I, I just saw you eat buffalo chicken dip. How do you not eat hamburgers? I just long time ago, I said, Haley, if you're going to eat fast food, you don't need to eat their burgers. I go for their chicken. <laughs> But you'll order $60 worth of Taco Bell. Yes. So I actually, can I, it's the person that has fallen asleep more often than not on anyone delivering pizza to her home. Wow. I eat burgers, but at home or at a gourmet burger place. All right. So somebody, like somebody knocked me off my pedestal here. Like I I get it. You know, while I said, I don't like the sauce that goes on in and out. I normally don't get my water burger with onions. That's, to me, slightly different. Anytime you have to order a sauce on something or not, sometimes that gets really dangerous. That's like saying, I don't want mayo on this. And then it's like, it looks like they dumped a jar of mayo on your sandwich well, when you get it. If you want me to go like pre Haley trying not to eat fast food burgers, the most favorite burger that I loved, which talking about sauces was honestly, I'm going with the Whopper. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was, I loved Whoppers, loved them. But they're so soggy. Soggy. They're like oily and watery. I also love Taco Bell, which is oily. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I 100% agree with you. What? I 100% agree. I do. And you know what? Whataburger not only is incredible, but like it's one of the few that are in uh, uh, airports that taste just as good as the actual standalone restaurant. So I'm full in. Whataburger. I'm in. Like I had in and out when I went to California. I was just trying to argue it. Wow. I went to California and I had to try an in and out burger and I tried it and I was just like, eh. Unpopular opinion. Lived in, lived in Los Angeles for two years. in and out vastly overrated. Oh, now see, I wouldn't say that. You're going to get a whole bunch of hate. That's Boy, fine. Bring, do bring <laughs> on He the is hate. at Josh Gleave on Twitter. If oh. you like to, uh, hey, I literally just said it was, eh. I will tell you. The scarcity, the fact that you can't get it on a regular basis unless you live California, Arizona, and a little bit of Texas is why you think it's better than it is. If it was here in Nashville, you would not go. Bold. I know. Wow. That's stepping out. See, I, all right, right. What, what's your, what's your pick for this? Honestly, and I, no one's really given me like a, I mean, you're giving I, me a list of can stuff. Can you bring but, me a Whataburger so I can try it and like, you gotta have it fresh. That, yeah. That's the other thing. You're not gonna have a fast food. Where's the closest water burger? It's 90 miles south of here on 65. Wow. <laughs> 90 <Josh>? miles south. <laughs> oh my god! Did I did not know you were this huge a water burger fan? I'm, look, the honey the honey butter chicken biscuit in bre- for breakfast is. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> have you, have you driven like... the 90 miles for that water burger? No, I will not drive 90 miles for water burger again. Oh my god. <laughs> This I learned something new today. Turn. Wow. It's not even really that good of a Whataburger at that spot, but it's still good. It's still good. 
I, I will make it as much as I don't eat burgers from fast food restaurants. I will try a Whataburger and I will come back at you. Ryan, since you won't allow me to have five guys listed as a fast food restaurant, because I think five guys has the tastiest burger. And I love that you can customize it and put your own toppings on it. And I get my a one. I know how how you do this. I know. I know where we're going. This is like when I ask you for your favorite movie and then you give me like four caveats (laughs) and a list from vulture.com. I understand. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to play me like I'm the bad guy. And because, you know. I, I'm the person that brought the hot take. We had to put so many parameters around this. You're and the one that always asks for parameters. You are such a hypocrite right now, Ryan. Can All I right. get my burger now? Or are you guys just going to keep? No, attacking? it's no. It, because what you're saying is, if I allowed it, for the sake of this argument, you would put up Five Guys Burgers and Fries versus Whataburger without question. That's I would. The, I would put it ahead of Whataburger. All right, that's the poll. Then we're going Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Versus Whataburger. But if you don't think it's a fast food chain, then then I have to take that out of the equation. I just don't want this to come back later and you'd be like, I waited the test in favor of myself. So if that's I your mean, favorite. It is your hot take. You can wait it however yeah, you okay. like. Okay, that's fast casual to you. We'll allow well, it. Well, then Ryan, what would be your fast food? Uh, McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Get out of here. I love a McDonald's quarter pounder get, with cheese. Get out Just of here right give now. me a beautiful quarter pounder with cheese. I'm not saying something that you'll ketchup. eat. I'm saying that is the best fast food burger, and it's not that. I know it's sort of excessive, but Ryan's going to be here at the end of the month. Should we just drive to Whataburger and, and end this once and for all? <gasps> I'm not driving 90 miles. <laughs> it's 100, I'm not, it's I'm 180 not miles round trip. <laughs> I'm not driving 90 miles for any sort of food. I Unless would. We're, well, well nah. Nah. time out. I'd I'd drive yeah, 90 I, miles I would. To, I would drive 90 miles to a, a Portillo's. I, I, I got to take that back. I got to walk that back. I, I said it just out of knee jerk. My, my bad. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So this is it. The poll for this week. Uh, do you have another list? I mean, yeah, I do. Do you want a list? <laughs> According to Thrillist.com, and we love our friends Sweet at Thrillist.com. <laughs> they are so good to us. All right. We have the top five best fast food burgers in America, according to Thrillist.com. At number five, the Wendy's Dave's Double, which I'm surprised nobody said that because the Dave's Double is a really good burger. At number four, what a burger. Ooh, ouch. At number three, the McDonald's Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Oh, he just wanted to beat you. At number two, the In-N-Out Double Double. And the number one burger, according to Thrillist.com, for a fast food chain in America is the Culver's Double Butter Burger with Cheese. Wow. I've never eaten at a Culver's before. It's a good burger. It is. Once in my entire life. Ever. I'm trying to find out the closest Whataburger to me. Have so you I ever eaten a Culver's? Plane. Have you ever eaten a Culver's? Yes. Okay. Their fries are phenomenal, too. See, all right, that's my problem. You just named, he named the frozen custard, and you said the fries. No one's going to Culver's for a burger. That that list is wrong. You're wrong, Thrillist. <laughs> You're wrong. This is my hot take. I love Whataburger. Texas Unite. Y'all better get on there and vote on the poll. Thanks again for listening to The Quad with Chris Young. Once again, I'm Chris from Ryan in Miami, producer Josh and Haley the Bear. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. I'm hungry. <laughs> 
part of why I like it so much is because one, the place that I used to play when I was 19, 20 years old, before I got my record deal, there was one across the street from the club. So we could drive over there and get it. And it was just, you know, you have memories attached to something. It's important to you. And then, you know, anytime that I would go down to Texas to go see whether it was family or whether it was like a trip with my, my other family being my parents, like direct family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my niece, you know, we would all get Whataburger at least once on the trip always. So there's, there's a lot of memories that are, you know, kind of tagged to that for me. So I think that plays into it a little. 